Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mic Drop. The podcast where relevancy is irrelevant and we don't give a shit about your feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Mike Ritland coming at you here, uh, going solo today. One of the the routines that I do on the Mic Drop podcast uh, with pretty much every guest is I ask them what their morning routine is, talk to them about fitness. Most of the guests have some sort of military background or or thus far have uh, a lot of them keep in shape. And so I like to talk about that, which... Uh, has in turn spawned a multitude of questions from um, from the listeners, from you guys, asking me what my morning routine is, what I do uh, in terms of a physical fitness regimen and what I believe in and things of that nature. And so what I'm going to do on this podcast is basically go over all the different things that I've both tried, um, you know, looked at, researched, experimented with, used myself as a guinea pig, uh, and I can assure you that there is a shitload of them. I've tried just about everything, and and uh, you know, over the last twenty five years, and uh, and I've gotten some pretty, you know, some some results have been surprising. Some of them have been, uh, you know, kind of expected. But uh, but I've learned a, a shitload over the last twenty five years of of working out and things of that nature. I turned forty this week, uh, which is the nature of this podcast, uh, in conjunction with the social media post uh, that I just put up here recently. And, and, um, you know, for me that it's kind of a, kind of a discouraging birthday, uh, in some respects, just from a societal or cultural standpoint and, and looking at, you know, the, uh, the fact that the average median lifespan of a, of an adult male in this country is 78 and change years old. So, uh, you know, by that metric, I'm, I'm over halfway, but, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't look at it that way. I, uh, I actually feel very fortunate uh, to have been here as long as I have. Uh, a, B, coupled with the fact that I've got a number of brethren uh, who have not been afforded the ability to turn 40 years old and, and have lost their lives uh, protecting our way of life and, and fighting for what we all believe in and hold dear and true to our hearts. And so uh, ultimately, with every birthday, uh, I view it as a as a fucking gift, um, a, a priceless one at that. I, you know, a lot of people say time is money. I disagree. Uh, time is more valuable than money. You can't give it away. You can't save it. Um, you know, you can't uh, buy more of it. You can't uh, invest it in something and, and get more time out of it. It's a, a standard that, you know, no matter how rich, poor, old, young you are, you get the same 24 hours in every day. And so I, I try to maximize that within reason, Jocko, with your 430 wake ups, you know, I'm going to bust your balls every time about that. But uh, that's, it seems to be a running joke here on the mic drop. But uh, at any rate, what I want to do is go over, you know, all the things I've tried, both from a, a nutrition standpoint, from a exercise standpoint, a way of life, uh, lifestyle, et cetera, traveling, being here, being in routines, trying all these different things. And then what I want that to spawn is is feel free to post any questions that you have about the things that I talk about. Uh, if there's things that you want me to, to go further into or things that I didn't cover that you want to uh, want to hear about, I'm, I'm happy to uh, oblige and plan on doing uh, some kind of fitness and health related podcasts, at least uh, regularly. It, it for sure is not going to be my mainstay. This isn't morphing into a, um, you know, a, a Dr. Oz, you know, podcast where uh, all I do is talk about products and shit. But uh, I've had enough people ask. And frankly, I, you know, I've, I've done a lot of dumb shit to myself over the last 
couple of decades and uh, and I'm happy to share you know what's worked and, and what's not so uh, at any rate I'm going to get into it like I said over the years I, I'm not kidding. I mean, in terms of, of nutrition, I have tried just about everything. I mean, I've done strict paleo. I've done strict zone diets back when CrossFit first was kind of coming onto the scene and, and endorsing that prior to uh, the, the kind of the paleo craze that, uh, that it spawned into. Uh, I've tried very strict keto. I've tried hybrids of keto where it's, you know, carb cycling and things of that nature. I've even tried brief stints of doing the Atkins diet of, of wanting to eat pepperoni and cheese and, and shitty, greasy processed foods because it was allowed and just see how, how your body responds. Uh, I've messed with the eat right for your type uh, in terms of blood type. I, you know, I'm an O positive, so that lends itself to certain ways of eating. And I think that there's some uh, some science and just from a common sense standpoint, uh, things that, that back that up that seem to make sense. Back when I was in high school, uh, in late teens, uh, you know, back then in the 90s, it was, you know, a high carb, low fat type of diet in conjunction with working out very traditionally weight wise. And really what I found, uh, you know, from all of those things is that just like with a lot of things is that there are elements to every one of these styles of eating that both work and don't work. Um, there's, I don't believe that there's any one system or style lifestyle of eating that's just carte blanche, like the best fucking way to do it, especially when you take into account everybody is different. I know there's certain things that work better for me than other people, uh, but I wouldn't say that any one of these styles of eating is textbook perfect way to do it either. I think that, you know, you have to try a lot of different things. You got to be fucking honest with yourself about it too, though. You know, don't, don't go into it either super skeptical, uh, overly skeptical, you know, where you're almost you know, betting that it's not going to work or, uh, on the transverse, don't go in there with blind allegiance to, you know, well, I've seen all these people that I want to emulate eating a certain way. And so it's, it's rest assured it's going to work for me. It may not. Uh, you know, just go into it, you know, with an open mind and, and be honest, but be consistent, be fair, give it a good shot and, and see what works for you. Uh, also, listening to, to your body uh, is a huge component of that. And that's one thing where I think most people make mistakes is that they, they follow something and, and, they, and they're so strict about it that, you know, once they've given it that fair shake and they start to see, you know, some potential significant negative effects or impacts from it is they just ride it out and are stubborn, which, uh, believe me, I can, <laughs> I can relate to that, but, you know, be, be smart about it. And if you see, you know, serious imbalances in either electrolytes or, or hydration, or, uh, you know, your stool, you know, becomes, you know, problematic or, you know, things that, that are just way out of balance, you know, make, make some, some tweaks and corrections and, and listen to your body and see if that helps, you know, the, the best metric and, and guide, I think, to trying all of these different uh, methods of eating out is exactly that is be consistent, give it a fair shake, but listen to your body and see if it's actually working or not and, and make some changes uh, incrementally. You know, you can't change 30 different things and, and then know which one of those are, are going to work. You've got to implement small changes here or there, you know, little nuanced tweaks, if you will, to, to different eating styles and see if that helps uh, shortcomings or problems that you're having or, or even augments things that have already started to work and, and things of that nature. The progression that I've kind of come to the conclusion of is, is a couple of main points is that, you know, number one in, in dovetailing on to the, Hey, everything, you know, or every style or every way of eating works a little bit different for everybody else. For me personally. And I think for most people, again, at least from my experience is that, you know, eating clean and by clean, I mean, natural food, you know, shit that's not man-made and that includes supplemental powders and, and things of that nature. I, I generally, and again, this is generally not with every single thing, which I'm going to get into some products that I use here in a minute, but I generally like things in their most natural form, you know, oils instead of powders or, you know, actual food instead of, uh, you know, tinctures or oils or powders or, uh, you know, processed bars or, or, uh, you know, packaged items that, um, you know, that, that are man-made or, or have supplemental things that are stabilizers or preservatives or, or things that, that are intended to extend shelf life. Uh, I go over this a lot in, in with dogs and that, you know, the, the, you know, bags of dog food, uh, are, are processed, you know, anything, and, and this is again for dogs, for people, whatever, if, if you're adding preservatives, stabilizers, mechanisms in which something has the ability to, to be stored for longer periods of time, chances are, it's not going to be 
as bioavailable. Now, does that mean that it's bad for you? No, not necessarily. You know, is it still way better than a lot of other options? Yes, absolutely. And there are things that I eat and recommend for dogs that are powders or freeze-dried things or things of that nature. I'm, I'm saying generally speaking, uh, when it comes to vegetables and, and meat and things like that, uh, I generally like to, to have things in their most natural form. So you could say that I, I do kind of a, a hybrid of uh, what I would consider paleo and keto uh, to a certain extent, but not not so much to where I would say, yes, I, I follow that because there's certainly things that I either gloss over or don't do that are, you know, kind of in lockstep with both of those eating styles that the hardcore purists would uh, would say, you're not eating that way. Uh, and that, that leads me into into one quick point is that you know, don't be such a fucking Nazi about everything to where, you know, you're not willing to, to experiment with different things. And again, like I think a lot of people drink the Kool-Aid and, and get so wrapped around the axle of certain eating styles to be able to classify it as that. It almost reminds me of, of religion, frankly, you know, is is that people are so hell bent on, well, that's not paleo. And then they're all super judgy about every fucking thing that, you know, if, if you have a, a bowl of macaroni and cheese at a barbecue joint or whatever, like they, they think you're, uh, you know, blasphemous and, and sinning against the, uh, the real, the cult-like religion that is their, their eating style. And it's like, you know, stop, stop taking it quite so fucking serious. But, uh, in terms of, of what that's led me to, to kind of get into is, is eating, you know, primarily a lot of vegetables, uh, or as many as I can, uh, generally just leafy greens, nothing crazy fancy or anything like that. Lots of spinach and kale, uh, broccoli, cabbage, red cabbage, um, things of that nature, you know, leafy greens that have fiber and and a lot of vitamins and minerals in them uh, as much as I can. On top of that, in terms of protein sources, I like to eat lean meat. Uh, Again, primarily, does that mean that I I won't eat a a fatty ribeye? Well, absolutely, I will eat that shit. Uh, And and savory beef ribs that are heavily marbled and things like that. It's just in terms of the the primary mode in which I, I consume things, it's uh, it's generally, you know, chicken and fish and, and lean red meat or, or turkey or things like that, uh, you know, but not, not all the time. Moderation is key, but also, you know, the, the adage of everything in moderation, I like to add including moderation, uh, you know, is that sometimes you got to splurge and have a fucking large pepperoni pizza yourself or a large blizzard or, you know, have a weekend, you know, where you're, you know, on vacation or in Vegas or whatever, where you're just really eating whatever the hell you want. Chances are it's going to make you feel like shit. Um, maybe it'll, it'll remind you why you started eating clean in the first place, but, uh, there's gotta be some balance in life as there is with everything. And, and I generally like to subscribe to the 85, 15 rule and that's per day, per week, per month is that 85% of the time I'm eating clean, making good decisions, things of that nature. Um, and the other 15% of the time I'm fucking off and eating whatever I want. I try to be smart about what I drink, uh, as it relates to not drinking diet sodas. That's been a vice of mine since I was about 10 years old. I still do drink Diet Coke, Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, Occasionally, I don't drink it nearly as much as I used to, uh, but I still enjoy it. Uh, Primarily, drink water. Um, You know, there are times where I'll drink, uh, I'll add Pedialyte or or things like that or some other supplements that I'll go over here in a minute to certain drinks, depending on if it's a workout I just did or things of that nature or getting ready to do something where I'm I'm trying to augment, uh, you know, what I'm already taking in. Uh, but generally speaking, try to drink mostly water and, and stay hydrated. Um, one, one of the things that I've heard people say, and, and I tend to agree with, is staying to the outside of grocery stores. Uh, you know, the vegetable, the meat uh, departments, fruit, things of that nature are, are a lot easier to, uh, uh, to live off of and, and better for you than, than things that you can't pronounce and that are packaged and man-made, etc. So uh, I won't spend uh, too much more time on that. But you know, the, the gist of, of that eating style is again, is just eating clean, you know, lots of vegetable, a little bit of fruit, good lean meats. Uh, I do eat cheese, uh, lots of nuts and seeds and, and with the nuts and seeds, I I try to, uh, keep them as, as minimally processed also, you know, uh, honey roasted cashews are, are not the same as, as raw cashews, you know, look at the, at the nutrition facts and, and anything, if it's a really sweet, you know, coated, uh, nut, which just, I mean, it sounds terrible, right? Um, maybe it doesn't sound terrible. I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're into. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast. With first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained. Covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. The uh, But, you know, if, if you're eating pecans and, you know, they've got a quarter inch of... Uh, of honey glaze or, or, you know, sugar on them dusted in, in whatever the fuck else, then, uh, you know, you're, you're practically eating dessert. So be smart about uh, the different nuts and seeds that you eat. You know, sunflower seeds, cashews have more carbs in them than you would think as an example, pistachios, same thing, macadamias, walnuts, pecans. I I like all that kind of stuff and and try to eat a, a fair bit of it. And I do avocados, same thing, fucking great. You know, avocados are one of the best sources of fat. I think that, uh, that I partake in pretty regularly that, uh, that I, I try to, uh, use as a, as a staple or a regular part of my diet that uh, has good fat and a lot of good nutrients in it that, uh, that's going to do right by in, in a lot of different ways. One quick note in terms of, of, uh, you know, how to, how to incorporate all that, um, you know, a lot of people like to count calories and things of that nature. I don't mess with it. Uh, now granted, you know, keep in mind, I'm not a professional fucking athlete either. You know, if you're a CrossFit games competitor or an NFL player, then yeah, uh, you, you probably should put a little more time and effort into that, or maybe even have, uh, you know, a hired fucking personal chef, uh, or nutritionist. But for the rest of us assholes out there that, that aren't doing that and, and our livelihoods don't depend on optimum performance day in, day out from a competition standpoint, um, to me, eat when you're fucking hungry, uh, stop eating before you're uncomfortably full, uh, and just leave it at that. You know, if you eat three meals a day, cause you're working out hard or even four or five, fine. Uh, don't eat just because it's noon. Don't eat just because you, you feel like you're supposed to eat when you're hungry. If it's not until two in the afternoon, then that's when you eat first. For me, as I've gotten older, I, you know, when I was, you know, all growing up and up until I was in my mid thirties, frankly, breakfast was an integral part of my routine. It's not anymore. Um, and it's not that I made the decision necessarily. Uh, it's, it's more about, I, I'm just not that hungry and my metabolism has slowed down to the point where it doesn't really make sense for me to eat breakfast most mornings. And I'm, and I'm generally not hungry, you know, but I, I subscribe to that, you know, trying to, to fast or not eat anything for at least half of the 24 hour period. I think, you know, to, to have a 12 hour fast, you know, basically most days gives your digestive system a break. Uh, it's the one system in your body that doesn't really get a break, uh, other than your brain. Um, you know, if, if you're eating every four hours and, and, and not giving it a chance to, uh, to chill the fuck out and settle down. And, and I think a lot of problems stem from that. So I do, you know, from about eight or 9 PM until eight or 9 AM, I, I don't eat or drink much of anything other than water. Um, you know, and sometimes it's even later than that, maybe 15 or 16 hours in between there. And I, I think that that's a good break to give your, your system. Having said that, when I do wake up, uh, I do have a routine that I go through, which I'm going to go into and talk about all the different products that I take at this point uh, before I get into the exercise portion. But, you know, I, I basically drink my breakfast and, and I have found that for me, uh, what I'm going to talk about next, um, as far as all the different products that I use, and you can and you can see them on the YouTube video if you want to want to see what the products actually look like. I've got them all sitting here in front of me. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, why I take them, what they do for me and, and, uh, what, what kind of successes I've had. Again, I've tried just about fucking everything. I've tried protein shakes and creatine and all the different GNC meathead supplements that I'd say 98% of them aren't worth a flying fuck. Um, you know, again, most of them aren't natural and don't see, I don't seem to notice much of a difference. So I, I don't, I don't take most of that stuff, but, um, 
what I have found is that by, you know, drinking my breakfast and, and by that, I mean, you know, from the time I get up until early afternoon, I, I don't eat anything. I just drink a couple different things with some added uh, things in them uh, that, that gets my GI system going, gives me a good, good source of fat to kind of kickstart a, a keto type day off of burning fat right out of the gate uh, in terms of the, of the furnace. Uh, and that's done wonders for me, frankly. A few years ago, uh, as I got into my early 30s and, and, and then into my late 30s, my joints started to hurt like a son of a bitch. Uh, and it seemed like no matter what I did uh, with stretching, with ice, with you know Motrin, with different workout styles, whatever, is that they were just getting worse and worse. And, and I have no doubt that it was primarily because of a lot of refined bullshit that I was eating and not giving my, uh, my body a chance to... Uh, to lower the inflammation, both in what I was eating, when I was eating, and then also not supplementing with certain things like turmeric and, and lots of collagen and, and CBD oils and things of that nature, MCT oils, stuff like that, that I, I have noticed a, a literally a life-changing difference. Um, and I want to I want to caveat everything that I'm going to talk about here right now in terms of the supplements. There's not a single supplement that I'm going to tell you about that is paying me a fucking dime to tell you that I'm using their stuff. Uh, not, not a dime, not, not one of these products is, is an endorsement or, or am I endorsing because I'm being paid for any of it. This, these are products that I use because they fucking work for me. Uh, I believe in them and I have, I have had success for them. And so, uh, you know, keep that in mind as I, as I talk about this stuff. So when I first get up, I drink a bottle of water, uh, spring water, not, uh, not purified water for the reasons of, uh, I like it to be as natural as possible and have mineral content that's, uh, uh, again, appropriate for what's coming out of the fucking ground. Uh, so I, I typically drink Ozarka just because it's here in Texas. It's easy to get. It's everywhere, and it tastes pretty fucking good. So I drink a bottle of that slowly right out of the gate. Then I mix in, just in a coffee cup, a uh, scoop of Jocko Discipline. Shout out to Jocko. He's got a number of products. Again, he doesn't even give me the shit for free, let alone uh, pay me to do it. But uh, I use several of, of the products that he has out, and, and I, I really like them and notice a difference. The Jocko Discipline. It's kind of an herbal supplement with some vitamins and minerals and uh, just kind of jumpstart your your uh, cognitive function, things of that nature. Um, and uh, so I mix a scoop, uh, a heaping scoop of that with cold water uh, and, and drink that relatively quick. After that, then I take uh, the supplements that I take, which is... Um, Krill oil, uh, the brand that I use is Viva Naturals. Um, I drop ship it on Amazon. It's a good, clean brand that I've used for actually a few years, and, and I like that stuff. Good for uh, for heart and uh, you know cardiovascular health in terms of uh, keeping your arteries uh, in better shape and, and things of that nature. And uh, it's one thing that I will say. Like, can I tell you that I've noticed? Uh, you know, my blood panels, cholesterol's better, blood's thinner. Not necessarily, but there's enough science behind it to where I absolutely think that it makes sense. And my numbers have historically a few years ago were higher than they are now. Is that a direct result of just the krill oil? Probably not. I think it's a combination of everything, but, uh, uh, I do, I do think it makes sense in taking. So I take krill oil and then I also take, uh, Jocko has a joint warfare capsule that's uh, turmeric based and has uh, glucosamine chondroitin, things like that in it. And, uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, it's not yeah, glucosamine, turmeric, MSN. Uh, it's even got sea cucumber for those with the oral fixation. Just kidding. But it, here's the one thing I will say about this. Like, even though I told you to not be skeptical, I'll admit I was fucking skeptical. My joints, my elbows, my knees, my fingers, um, wrists, you know, everything just has started to hurt as I've approached 40 and now coming up on it this week, you know, over the last couple of years. And in and, and switching to the not eating breakfast and, and giving my body a, a chance to uh, work on the inflammation with these products and, and not eating, I, I will say no bullshit, uh, has made a noticeable difference in terms of joint pain. And, and this product for sure uh, helps. Without a doubt, it does. I, I notice if I don't take it for a couple of weeks, um, and I notice when I've been on it re regularly working out hard and things like that, and it, it absolutely works. So uh, there's a number of, of glucosamine and, and turmeric-based products out there. Um, you know, Jocko's a, a brother and a, and a friend, and so uh, I like to support his products. But uh, uh, that is for sure a, a tangible, tangible difference. The next thing I take is it's a vitamin D and K pill mix, uh, mixture. This is from Peak Performance. For this, there's just a lot of science behind uh, needing that and, and those two nutrients not being very uh, available and, and 
uh, readily avail- available, excuse me, in, uh, in a lot of uh, modern day diets. And so I do supplement with that. The last pill supplement that I take is choline and anestazol, anestazol, sorry. Um, this is by a company called Now. Uh, this stuff, um, it's, you know, kind of a neurocognitive, I guess, you know, transmitter uh, support, you know, in, in terms of uh, your, your central nervous system. And it also is actually really good for taking care of your liver um, in, in helping get, uh, if, if you do have fatty liver, which I don't, but to avoid anything like that uh, and just, uh, you know, being dehydrated, being older, things of that nature, uh, it's good for liver function uh, and good for your central nervous system. And, and I have found, and I'll talk more about it when I get into the exercise regimen, is that as you tax your central nervous system with hard, dynamic, anaerobic type workouts, um, you know, I, I do think, especially as you get older, uh, you should you should take uh, some time to uh, to augment and, and help your your CNS system out. So I do I do add that as well. So I just basically throw that all in my mouth and, and down it with uh, with some water or with uh, with the Jocko Discipline mix that I've just made up. Uh, and then that's basically the the supplement stuff that I take, whether it's pill or powder or whatever. Uh, the next thing I do is is I get bone broth. Uh, this is another thing that has been, I would, I would argue life-changing in terms of how good it has made me feel. And, and from a GI standpoint, digestion, you know, stool consistency, things of that nature, which I know everybody loves to talk about shit, but, uh, that's the fact as you get older, things, uh, don't work as well across the board. And, and I've noticed a big, big difference in, in, in keeping this routine. So uh, the next thing I do is I heat that up on a, on a stove. I use oh so good company, uh, bone broth and, uh, I will say there's a lot of bone broth companies out there. Um, in keeping in tradition with my philosophy on keeping shit natural, uh, I do subscribe to if if it's not coming to you frozen and when you thaw it out, it's like fucking jello. It's all gelatinous and nasty like um, like cold chicken fat at the bottom of a rotisserie chicken tray. If it's not that kind of consistency, from my perspective, it's probably not worth a shit. Uh, that is the collagen that makes it that way. If it's stabilized where you're buying it, you know, store-bought and it's like in a, uh, a regular chicken broth uh, box container sitting on a shelf in a, in a supermarket, there's no way it's as good for you as the natural shit that uh, that has to be frozen, refrigerated, thawed out, and is is all gelatinous and nasty. So keep that in mind. There's a number of companies out there. I like the Oso Company. Um, just they have good products, uh, good customer service, fast shipping. It's reasonably priced. They do have a a couple different lines too. This bag that I have here. Uh, is is their beef bone broth and it's AIP compliant, which for those not to get too in the weeds and dork out on you too hard, but um, you know there, there's basically two types of bone broth for for your average consumer. There's the regular shit that has non AIP compliant, and what that stands for is autoimmune protocol. That means that if it's if it says it's AIP compliant, it doesn't have uh, onions, garlic. Uh, peppercorn, tomatoes, things like that, that uh, in super sensitive GI systems will cause uh, inflammation, um, you know, or, or not help it. If you like, if you're having really severe GI issues, then I would, I would get the AIP compliant uh, blend and, and stick with that for a little while. Or if you've never tried it, you might as well get that and, and try the, the cleanest stuff first and see how that helps you out. I generally don't take it. I've ordered it uh, again to, to try it and see how it is. I don't have that, that type of sensitivity. So I generally take just the regular uh, chicken bone broth. What I add in that is two things, is CBD oil. Um, here's the Trico CBD oil. Now, this this I do sell. Uh, I, I, it's, it's the only product right now that uh, that I sell, if that tells you anything in terms of how, how strongly I believe in it. The reason I, I use this is, and I put it in, in the bone broth, is because it's for dogs. It's chicken-flavored, and it's nasty as fuck if, if you just put it under your tongue. So in the next couple of months, we will have a human version where it's, you know, citrus flavored or, or something to that effect that you can just take uh, under your tongue, but great for cognitive function, helps with the inflammation, uh, helps with joint pain, uh, a number of, a number of things, GI uh, health as well. It, it helps augment all of that stuff. One thing that I do, uh, put into 
the bone broth also is uh, extra collagen. Now, bone broth already has a lot of collagen in it. Uh, I like, you know, if, if some collagen is good, more is better. You know, the collagen for me, again, to support the, the primary reason I, I like to take it is for joint health, uh, is that it's, it's a good natural lubricant for that. Uh, for women, a lot of times they take it for fingernail, uh, skin, eye, hair health. For me, I don't really give a shit about any of that. But I do notice, like, my fingernails are strong as fuck, and, and I have to clip them every couple of days. I'm bald, so I can't I can't claim the uh, the hair uh, the hair progress uh, other than maybe on my fucking back, which that's another story. But uh, the the product that I use, then there is a reason why I use this is Bub's Naturals. Uh, Glenn Doherty, a good friend of mine um, who was killed in Benghazi, his uh, one of his closest friends uh, started Bub's Naturals company. Ten uh, percent of it goes to um, their uh, the the uh, Glenn Doherty Foundation, which uh, is, a, is a great organization, um, and so they give a, some some of their proceeds to that, uh, and it's just a really really good clean product. But so I'll, I'll take uh, two scoops of this, uh, and what I do like about this also is not that it's just packed with collagen and it's super clean, but um, it's got actually a fair bit of protein. Two scoops has almost 20 grams of really good clean protein in it, uh, and the and the bone broth also has. Uh, a significant amount in this package as an example there is 18 grams so i what i usually do is is one of these bags which i think is 16 ounces yeah so you know i drink about eight ounces you know a cup of bone broth with two scoops of this so i'm getting almost 30 grams of protein um you know between the bone broth and this you know so while i'm not technically eating breakfast i'm getting you know as digestible a protein as you can possibly take in uh, for working out it's, it's good to, to get that in your body first thing in the morning to uh to to kick start uh or to to stave muscle wasting and, and get uh you know get that in your body as, as quick as possible but it's not giving you any carbohydrates uh, or any other bullshit that uh, that's filling you up and it's liquid so uh, it's just a really good mix but uh, two scoops of the bubs naturals um, with the bone broth and the CBD oil. Bubs also came out with these little packets, which are nice for traveling. Uh, it's kind of like a Pedialyte or, or Kool-Aid almost uh, type packet. You just rip the top off and dump and whatever. And you can add it to coffee. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're putting a little creamer or sweetener in there of some sort, which I'll talk about in my coffee next, you don't taste it. If you're just mixing it with water, it will taste a little, a little fucking gamey, kind of like you're licking a cow's ass, which maybe you're into that. But uh, for me, I'm not. So I, I do like to mix it with something where it's either already flavored uh, like animal protein or uh, everything else in it is is overpowering it to the point where I, I don't notice it. Uh, not that it's super strong, but uh, I'm just being dramatic. Uh, Bub's Naturals. So that's my bone broth. I sip that. I'll generally put a pinch of garlic salt or something like that in it just to give it a little bit uh, A, flavor, and B, salt, because I uh, am not taking uh, much in for, for the day, and it is important from an electrolyte standpoint, magnesium, potassium, all that kind of shit, uh, to get, get that in your body and, uh, and get it started before you start sweating, uh, especially the summer here in Texas. So that's my bone broth uh, after my supplements that I've already entailed. And then I get into my coffee because, God damn it, I love coffee. It's one of those things I, I didn't really drink growing up. Uh, in the last five or six years, I've acquired a taste for it, and now I, uh, I have it every fucking morning. Uh, in terms of the coffee, I do just French press uh, with whatever. I, I'm a big fan of the Black Rifle stuff. Fuck Starbucks. Um, not to say that I haven't I haven't had it, but you know, there's a lot of good private coffee purveyors out there that are veteran-based owned and uh, and aren't aren't assholes about it so uh you know i, I recommend you go to them uh, or, or any good good favorite coffee that you have whatever it is but whatever coffee you like uh i like to use that um and then bubs also just came out with um this mct oil powder i again you know I, i've tried different sports research and some other companies of, uh, of mct oils you know do i like oil better than powder again typically i do but i've used this for a while now and uh and i will say that uh you know, I don't notice a, a lack in terms of the benefits I get out of the powder versus uh, an oil. Um, it says that it's, you know, it's keto, paleo, you know, non-GMO. It's made in the USA. Uh, it also says that it's unflavored, but I will tell you this, it tastes like creamy fucking coconut in a good way. Uh, it's almost like you're drinking a fucking Mounds candy bar with, uh, with your coffee in some respects if you throw a little sweetener in there, which I do. Uh, there's a ton of different, you know, companies that make this. I use the sweet leaf, sweet drops. It's just stevia drops. 
uh, stevia drops for uh, you elitists that always try to cr- correct me when I'm in line ordering it. But uh, so yeah, the MCT oil, coffee, and then I usually put a splash of fucking whipping cream in there too. Um, you know, I try to go with uh, you know the Horizon uh, organic. Uh, grass-fed whipping cream, uh, just a splash of it again. So the the splash of the whipping cream, the NCT oil powder, a little bit of sweetener in there, and I use just a little whisk and whip it up, and uh, it's fucking good. Uh, a lot of people do the bulletproof with the butter and shit. I'm not crazy about that. That's just my my thing. I'd rather get the fat from the MCT oil, and, and this stuff does have, I think, seven... Uh, yeah, seven grams of fat per scoop. So, you know, a couple scoops of that's giving you a good, good cognitive function and, uh, and good MCT oil source for, uh, for things, which is again, good for cognitive, good for GI, uh, anti-inflammation. It's just a really, really good source of fat that, uh, that I like. And when you throw a little bit of sweetness in there, uh, it's fucking good. It's far better than any latte from, from Starbucks or any other, um, place like that. in, in my opinion, so I, uh, I usually have two cups of that. Uh, at least one. Uh, the second cup, I may not throw as much of the of the oils and things like that. I may just kind of freshen it up so that I'm not uh, taking in too much of that stuff. But and then that's it. From then on, uh, you know, I, I typically just drink water, you know, and, and then I'll work out sometime later in the day. But uh, which I'll get into here in a minute. But in terms of my nutrition, that's it. You know, that's all I'll eat until afternoon usually. Um, and in the afternoon, the first thing I'll generally eat is some leafy good vegetables, lean meat, some more good fat, avocados, nuts, seeds, etc. And then I won't eat until dinner. And at dinner, I usually eat, I won't say whatever the fuck I want, but kind of a normal meal with some sort of regular carbohydrates. And this is something that I'm stealing from Ben Greenfield of hearing a number of his podcasts, uh, appearances on, uh, on Joe Rogan is, uh, you know, kind of, you know, fasting, starting out and eating a, a basic, you know, kind of keto paleo type of diet throughout the day. And then when you're working out hard, essentially, uh, refill your, your liver and muscle glycogen stores with, you know, good, good, healthy carbohydrates, go to bed on that. You sleep better. You wake up ready to kick some fucking ass in the gym and, uh, and it works well. I, I will say that, 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 that hybrid of, of going through that mechanism in terms of what I'm doing in, in conjunction with the workouts that I'll go over here in a second without question, has worked really, really well for me in terms of not putting on too much fat, not being too lean to where I feel weak and flat in the gym, which I historically have doing strict paleo or strict keto for me. Uh, I, and I've tried it for, you know, people say, well, you're not trying it long enough. I've tried it for months and, uh, and have suffered fucking terribly, both in the gym, both, sh- you know, sleeping shitty. Uh, it never seemed to really balance out for me. And that, that's just me. Uh, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a fucking scientist, but I listen to my body. I've been doing it enough and, and tried enough things and done enough dumb shit to know when things are working, uh, versus when they're not. And I've given things, you know, ample opportunity to, to balance itself out and, and it either does or it doesn't. And for me, that kind of program has, has worked really, really well. Um, and, and by a normal meal, I mean, you know, again, vegetables, meat, uh, a little less fat typically, and a little more, you know, carbohydrates and, you know, potatoes, rice, things like that. You know, I'm not going to, you know, eat a large blizzard for my carb source. You know, it does need to be a, a relatively clean, you know, either complex or simple with fruit or something like that. But, um, and, and kind of have, you know, whatever, whatever you want, as much as you want, whatever. Now I'm going to couple that with, you've got to be working out hard. If I'm not working out hard, especially several days in a row, then I won't eat a bunch of carbs at night. Uh, and that's the one thing where people, you know, may, may fuck up on is, is, you know, if you're, if you're not, you know, getting after it in the gym and, and training hard and being dynamic and being an animal about it, um, then, then you want to be careful with that, or you are going to pack on some fat that you don't want. But, uh, if you are working out hard again, for me, where I'm at in my life, that works really, really well for balancing, you know, a good fast for half the day, starting out, you know, stoving the fuel with good fats and, and, and no carbohydrates for most of the day, go into the gym with my, my liver and, and muscle tissue glycogen stores are nice and full. So I can, I can work out hard. I feel dynamic and strong and, and like a fucking beast in the gym. Uh, once that's depleted, then, you know, several hours, you know, another five, six, seven hours goes by, uh, to burn fat and continue to run off of that, to stay lean. And then I, uh, refill all of that at the end of the day, which makes me sleep really, really fucking well. Um, which again, I noticed on strict paleo and, and super low carb for extended periods of time, I, I just sleep like shit on it. And, uh, 
And so again, that, that has worked really, really well for me and something that's taken a, a number of years to kind of refine and get to the point where, where that's made, made both made sense and, and, uh, and worked for me. So that's kind of the, the style of it. Now I'm going to talk about working out, um, next, uh, as we wrap this up, that's kind of the second half of that coin is the workouts. So same thing is that, you know, everything works a little bit different for everybody. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on your genetics. It depends on where you're at in life, your age, uh, how much time you have, uh, how much sleep you're getting, how much stress you're under, what your fucking work schedule is like. Uh, you know, are you a single parent? I mean, there, there are a host of variables that are going to dictate your ability to implement these things and, and the, the efficacy with which you can implement them. And so keep that in mind is that if, if a lot of other, the, a lot of these other areas in your life are taking up a shitload of your time and, and bandwidth, uh, memory wise and, and cognitive function wise and attention wise, stress wise, you may have to throttle it back a little bit, but you know, growing up high school in the nineties, I had the standard, you know, again, low carb uh, or high carb, low fat, muscle and fitness fucking workout routine, you know, where I'm, I'm reading these magazines with these steak neck meatheads, you know, and I'm a 16 year old that's, you know, five eleven and, and 130 pounds. And I'm doing finishing exercises like tricep extensions or hamstring fucking kickbacks or, or whatever, like back and try one day chest or chest and tries back and buys legs day off you know, like to me, that that's not, not the idea or it's not the deal. Uh, you know, if, if you're just trying to get in decent shape, like you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck. If you're a fucking bodybuilder and you're already, you know, six foot one and, and 300 fucking pounds with 8% body fat, it's a different story. Um, if you're just trying to maintain a good level of healthy fitness, that's not the way to do it in my opinion. But I, I tried that for a number of years and, and cause that's just kind of what everybody did machines versus free weights. Uh, always do free weights. Uh, you know, I, I don't use machines other than for rehab type things. If I, you know, if I've got a tweaked shoulder or something, I may use cables or something like that, or, uh, working on, you know, a tweaked knee or something like that, maybe some leg extensions or, or things like that. But even then, uh, I don't have any of that shit at my house. I, I have a garage, a CrossFit style garage gym here at the house that I walk by every day, uh, 10 times a day and hold myself accountable to it. CrossFit, uh, great program. Uh, you know, I, I got my level one certification way the fuck back in uh, early 2005 at, at the headquarters back before anybody even really knew what it was uh, and did it really, really religiously for a couple of years. One of the things that I noticed, though, again, I think that there's a lot of good things to it. I think there's some things that I, I don't particularly care for. One is the cult like uh, approach that, that it tends to take on in some ways and that people are, are blindly allegiant to it. Uh, to a fault to where they injure themselves, you know, in my opinion, working on, say, the snatch, everybody likes to chuckle about the fucking snatch, don't they? But uh, why do I not want to work on the snatch? Well, that sounds like a personal problem. No. So here's my take is that when it when it's things like that, um, that dynamic of a movement, like if you didn't grow up, you know, doing gymnastics, Olympic lifting, things like that. In my opinion, you know, as a 42 year old, like trying to PR a fucking snatch three weeks into a CrossFit regimen is, is not a good idea. Uh, and unfortunately I see a lot of, uh, people just fucking injuring themselves, uh, in CrossFit gyms. And, and I'm not saying don't do it, but to me, like leverage it out a little bit and, and be a little smarter about some of the dynamic movements in which, we as a community of, of uh, you know, individuals who like to work out and, and push hard for that uh, are, are trying to inspire and, and, and get people off their ass and in shape. I mean, I think it's done amazing things for this country in terms of, of getting, you know, hundreds of, oh, I mean, shit, at this point, millions of people off their collective asses and, and getting in the gym and being fired up about it. And that is fantastic. Uh, I, I certainly would never dig on that or take away from it, but I just think it, it could be done a little smarter in terms of uh, some of the movements I think are a little complex and, and get rushed, you know, where people are, are trying too hard, too heavy, too fast and end up injuring themselves. You know, to me, uh, it just needs to be throttled, uh, throttled back and, and, and graduated a little bit. Um, you know, I've tried, you know, some jujitsu and combatives type things, both again, great. I don't think you should do just that. I don't think you should just do CrossFit yoga, same thing. Um, powerlifting, same thing. Body weight to strength ratio type exercises, uh, you know, gymnastics style workouts or just push-ups, sit-ups, body weight squats, sprints, you know, things like that. To me, 
you know, to, to have most bang for your buck, like I'm going to pick body weight stuff probably all day long on that because you almost can't hurt yourself. It's hard to overtrain and it's very, very effective. But my point is, is with all of these different types of workouts, just like with the eating stuff is that I don't think there's any one thing that you should be doing. You should be doing a hybrid of them and be smart about it. And again, take all of the intangibles that we just talked about uh, with your lifestyle, with things of that nature into account when you're deciding what to implement. And, And just like with dog training, the number one thing that you need to do both with eating and with working out is what do you want out of it? That should drive what you're going to do is that you have to have a a goal, an idea in your mind as to what the fuck it is that you want. Where do you want to be? Like, do you want to be a a CrossFit competitor? Do you want to be a bodybuilder? Do you want to be a fitness competitor? Do you want to be a a physique competitor on stage? Like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Like, if you just want to be in decent shape and try to stay healthy, that's a great goal. That's very different from I want to be a physique competitor, you know, so don't don't have your workouts structured and geared towards what you're not trying to accomplish, which seems like common sense, but I see a lot of people doing that. They're doing shit that that's not really lending itself to what their goals are. And so again, you know, if I want to train a dog, what, what do I want the dog to do? I figure that out first. What's, what does that finished product look like? And then I work backwards from there. But um, you know, to me, there needs to be a good mix of, of, you know, explosive powerlifting type stuff, but basic shit, deadlifts, squats, bench, cleans, leave it at that. You know, the, the overhead, uh, squats and the snatches and and things that are a little more dynamic and a lot more technical. Like if, you know, that that's things that some of those movements take years to to get truly proficient at to where you're not going to fucking injure yourself and, and just be careful with it is all I'm saying. You should have some sort of combatives type training. Jiu-jitsu, most bang for your buck, absolutely. Still learn to take people down and how to strike is that, you know, yes, the, the fight 90% of the time is going to end up on the ground. But if, if it ends up on the ground because you got knocked the fuck out or taken down, uh, you're going to be at a, at a disadvantage for that. So, you know, just like with everything, balance it out. But you should be doing some sort of uh, combatives training, self-defense type training to, to balance it in there. Yoga, as much as I fucking hate doing it or just, you know, dynamic, hot stretching. Uh, I don't go do yoga classes, but I, I stretch myself regularly here to prevent injury and stay flexible. And, and it does make a big difference. So incorporate that into your regimen. Um, and then again, the body weight to strength ratio type stuff uh, is huge. Um, you know, pull-ups, dips, bodyweight squats, push-ups, handstand push-ups. You know, you can do that shit anywhere, which we're going to get into travel here in a second. Uh, you can do that anywhere and, and use that to your advantage. And, and it's, uh, you know, I have found that, you know, most people would be far better off just doing that and, and being strict and, and consistent with it than they would doing a lot of the other things that they end up fucking themselves up on or, or going overboard and then burning themselves out and not wanting to do it and discouraging themselves, et cetera. Uh, to where you'd be, you'd, you'd be better off just doing, you know, pushups and sit-ups. but, um, ultimately staying active, however that is, is going to trump everything is that, you know, at a minimum is that you've got to get off your ass and try to be active most days, you know, there's going to be days where you just don't get out and do anything and, and whatever, but you know, those should be few and far between get off your ass get out there and, and give a shit enough to go do something. If it's taking your dog for a four mile walk, so be it. If it's, you know, doing yard work, I mean, I don't give a shit what it is. Just stay, stay off your ass. And, and if you can take the stairs, take the stairs. If you park farther away from wherever you're going and, and walk uh, or jog or whatever is just making the micro decisions, both in how you eat and when you work out and staying active versus not is the difference between meeting your goals and not meeting your goals. So, uh, the key to being consistent is in those micro decisions where you are, uh, legitimately every little decision you're making about what you're putting in your, in your mouth, what you're doing with your body in terms of, uh, of exercise, you know, where you're parking, all of those things. If you make every decision and, and fall on the side of being disciplined, guess what? Uh, you know, you're going to be where you want to be. Whereas if most times you're, you're falling on that other side, you're not going to make it. Sounds pretty simple because it is, it's just not easy because it takes fucking discipline and hard work and, and willpower. So, uh, do that. Now, last section I'm going to cover is traveling. Uh, I travel a lot. I know a lot of people do, uh, doing all of these things 
while you're traveling is an absolute motherfucker. And, and it highlights even further uh, whether or not you have the discipline and, and the willpower and, and the drive to do this and push yourself because it's, it's even less convenient than when you're in a nice, uh, you know, semi routine um, in your day to day life at your house and you, and you got the fucking uh, machine uh, well oiled. Here's some, some tips that I have learned over the years of traveling a lot is, is again, focus on the micro decisions and fucking plan ahead. Uh, when I drive, I generally take a kettlebell. I usually take a 53 pounder, the one pood fucking kettlebell, because that gives me the most bang for my buck of doing swings or presses or whatever, depending on where you're at in your, in your regimen strength wise, you know, pick whatever one or two kettlebells that you're going to be able to use for the most things to pick one piece of gear without a doubt. That's my favorite thing to augment push-ups, sit-ups, you know, things of that nature. Sprints is to be able to bring, you know, a kettlebell or two because it doesn't take up a lot of space. It doesn't require, you know, a PhD in, in, uh, in, in, uh, anatomy to be able to figure out or, or, you know, any type of physical science to figure out how to do it, you know, the same way it does with, with more complex movements with, uh, you know, with Olympic lifting and things of that nature. Uh, and they're very effective and there's a shitload of things that you can do. You know, the Russian guy, uh, you know, Pavel, uh, Satsaline, I think his name is, that, that kind of introduced, or at least from my knowledge, introduced the kettlebell uh, to to America. Has a lot of good programs. I know there's another one called uh, Strong First, I think it's called. It's another good kettlebell school if you want to get more advanced with that stuff. I've not been through their courses, but I've seen and I know some people that are, are pretty... Uh, deep in, in their ranks and, uh, and, you know, they're in great shape and, and have a lot of good results with it. Uh, so I, you know, that, that's a good, good leverage to, uh, you know, to get bang for your buck and, and not have to, you know, either go to a gym when you're on the road or, or whatever, if you're flying, you know, you can, the TRX type systems or, or bands, I don't typically use them. I'm not saying don't for me, if I'm flying and, I, and I'm on the road, then I, I generally will just do pushups, bodyweight squats, sit-ups, sprints, uh, handstand pushups. You can do all that shit in a hotel room minus the sprints, but go, you know, take the stairs, go sprint up and down the fucking stairs in the hotel room and then mix in, you know, five sets of 20 pushups and bodyweight squats and sit-ups and then stretch. You know, if you do that, you spend 20, 30 minutes every morning in a hotel or whatever that is so so much better than not doing anything and it's also a good break if you if you get in a plateau of doing you know very specific gym routines um it's good to do that and mix it up a little bit and and keep you know confusing your body and not allowing it to get into a rut a routine a plateau uh which you know circling back to CrossFit is one of the, one of the principles that you can take from CrossFit that is very, very effective is, is it, you know, it's, I think one of the, uh, adages that they use, it's kind of a, a funny catch term is, uh, specialize in not specializing, uh, to a certain extent. If, if you, if you think about that and, and try to implement that, that's a good way to do it. Uh, is just, you know, mix it up, you know? And so for gym routines, for me, I, I will, I'll do, you know, some days I may go heavy weights. I may do uh, lighter with higher reps. I may do a long row. I may throw a 50 pound rock on and walk five miles. You know, I mix it up and just keep it real basic like that. But again, back to the traveling is that, you know, you can do a lot of things with, with nothing uh, if you just want to do it and put a little bit of thought and planning into it. You know, again, it's, it's not hard. Uh, and, and as long as you're not on the road for fucking nine months straight, which again, even if you are, you you can get a lot done with uh, with just body weight stuff. Uh, prison is actually a, a very good um, example of you know people can get in in phenomenal shape using no equipment just by doing you know body weight exercises and, and having a creative imagination out of necessity. So use that to your advantage and and get after it in in that regard. In terms of eating clean, again, it's a motherfucker to eat clean on the road. Uh, it's hard enough to do it at your house when you have a fridge and you can plan your shit you know, but do it. You know, what I do when I drive uh, or even when I fly is I'll take this stuff with me uh, as, as much or as best I can. Obviously, like the bone broth, I don't mess with. I'll take the collagen powder, though, so I'm still getting it and, and everything else I can bring with me, and I do. Um, but even, eat, you know, if I'm driving and I'm eating fast food, as an example, you know, people you know, bag on McDonald's or Wendy's or, or whatever, you can still actually eat relatively healthy within reason, um, even on the road. And, and one of the things that I like to do is I'll bring, you know, nuts, seeds, avocados, and some greens with me, uh, cause I don't have to refrigerate any of that and just keep it in my vehicle. 
and then I'll drive through McDonald's and, and get, you know, their chicken breasts and that's it. Or in the morning I'll get scrambled eggs with onion mixed in and a piece of sausage, you know, and have that with, you know, a big pile of leafy greens and half avocado with some garlic salt on it, uh, you know, with all of my other stuff. So, I mean, you, you can do it. it it's a pain in the ass. It takes a little bit of planning. You got to drag some shit with you. But it's doable, you know, and that's far better than getting, you know, breakfast burritos and, and, and other shit that they have uh, that isn't going to do you any favors. You know, is, is there chicken breast, you know, hormone and, and, you know, all of these different antibiotic, you know, uh, grass fed, blah, blah, blah. Is, is it that quality of protein? No, it isn't. You know, but again, that, that's not what you're eating as a staple. And it's for fuck sure better than uh, just going through and getting the number three uh, with a Coke and, and whatever the fuck else and, and uh, being like all the other fat asses that are in there doing it. So just, you know, have a little bit of, uh, of discipline and willpower and, can, and be consistent with it. And, and you will find that it that uh, again with making those micro decisions with every everything you come across uh, it, it makes it really doable to see results which spawn more results which spawn uh, you know your desire and, and drive and, and ability to be more disciplined when you start to see things work but you got to put the time in and, and be committed to it so last but not least sleep is one of the most underrated things out there, both sleep and, and hydration. Uh, you have to have both of those things for all of these other things to, to work at their full capacity. And I see a lot of people screw up on that. They're getting three, four hours of sleep uh, and it's shitty sleep or whatever and, and, uh, and wondering why they're sick and their immune systems are fucked up and their joints hurt and, and they suck in the gym and, and their cognitive function is, is shot because they're, they're just, they're not recovering enough. Um, and being dehydrated on top of that just exacerbates all of those things. So um, I cannot stress enough, like I, I don't take the pH balanced water. I think that's kind of a crock of shit change my mind on that Ben Greenfield or, or whoever the fuck else you want to, you know, come talk about different filters that line the molecules up. So they get in your, in your system faster, whatever, a bottle of fucking water, stay hydrated where you're pissing clear. And I think that that's a good rule of thumb is just make sure that, that you're pissing clear or relatively clear and you're staying ahead of the hydration curve with sleep. Again, everybody's a little bit different depending on what the workload is, how hard you're working out, how much stress is on you, what your schedule is, you know, what time zone you're in, all of those things. But uh, for me, you know, my general rule of thumb is I try to get eight hours of sleep every night. Uh, I think that's a good rule of thumb is just try to get eight hours. Some people need nine. Some people can do it on five, whatever. For me, you know, if I get eight hours, I feel fucking good when I wake up. I feel productive. I feel ready to go. And it's not just me motivating myself to get in that. I physically feel that way. Um, and I do listen to my body, you know, if, if and that's the one thing I'll, I'll kind of end on is, is all those things in conjunction that we've talked about coupled with hydrating, sleeping enough, and then ultimately listening to your fucking body. In, in that if you need to take a day off, take the fucking day off. I don't care if your scheduled wad is whatever, you know, if you need the day off, take it. Just don't use that as an excuse of like, yeah, I'm just not feeling uh, good today. I need to take the rest of the week off. No, you know, but, but be smart about pushing your body. And, and uh, one of my favorite sayings is there's no such thing as overtraining, only under recovering. Uh, and I think there's a lot of truth to that in that, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, get into a routine and they start to see a little bit of results and then it, it compounds itself in terms of problems be because they, they see results and, and, and then they end up going a little bit overboard and overtraining and burning themselves out a little bit. You know, this is the marathon. It's not the sprint. You know, this, this should be the way that you want to eat and live for the rest of your life so that you're, you know, not having to depend on, uh, health insurance to save your ass because you're too stupid to, to eat right and not smoke and, and, uh, be a total fat ass and, and, uh, have all of these problems that you want everybody else to pay for. Uh, that's another podcast is the healthcare system, which we'll get into, but this will, will help a lot with that. Um, you know, don't depend on other people to, uh, to pay into a healthcare system to, to cover for your, your fuck ups because you didn't eat right and, and take better care of yourself. So, um, I don't like to depend on other people for that. You shouldn't either. And, uh, and yeah, that, uh, that is the synopsis, uh, in terms of, of all the things that I do have, have, I currently use, have learned over the years and, uh, without a doubt, Again, it's it's uh, it's been a learning curve drinking from the fire hose in a lot of ways. 
but you know that this is what works for me. I've noticed an enormous difference uh, over the years, and, and I'm not shitting you. You know, at, at now at 40 years old, I feel better than I did when I was in my early 20s. I, I really do. Uh, both the way my brain works, the way my joints feel, uh, I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm, I'm more dynamic. Uh, everything works better, strangely enough, other than maybe my eyesight and my hearing um, and my, my scalp. That doesn't work so well these days, but, uh, uh, but everything else is, is in, in, in very, very good condition. And, uh, and it, I will say it's not been easy, but it's been very rewarding. And, uh, and nothing tastes as good as being lean and in good shape and healthy feels. So uh, keep all that in mind. Uh, I do encourage any questions you have from this podcast, things that I've covered that you want me to go a little further into, or things that... Um, you know, that I didn't talk about that, uh, that you want to hear about. Uh, I do want to do these, uh, again, occasionally slash regularly and, uh, and augment the mic drop style podcast with, uh, with some good, good, helpful info that, uh, if you don't have to reinvent the wheel, Hey, fucking why not? As always appreciate you listening. Uh, wouldn't be here without your guys' support and, uh, steadfast loyalty to listening to me flap my gums. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. I look forward to seeing you next time. And uh, once again, this is Mike Drop. I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast, with first-hand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.